I'm your host, Zod. And I'm your co-host, Tan. Welcome to another episode of Dean Fellows. A show about Dean life experiences while keeping it authentic. Just an ordinary discussion of relatable topics in today's time from Ordinary Fellows. What is up, everybody? This is Dean Fellas, Episode 7. I'm your host, Tan. This is your co-host, Zod. This week's episode, Zod, tell yeah. the audience what they've been waiting for. Yeah, I mean, this episode's about swagger, about trying to be fly, right? Wearing the hottest gear, the hottest kicks, both for male and female. And I think it's a very relevant topic for teenagers, folks in their early 20s, and Possibly if you're in your 30s or 40s. I mean, I still try to have some swag and be fly. I think it's just uh, innate. I think we're from New York. It's right. New York, right, Tam? Absolutely. In New York, there's a different type of pressure to look fly, to look dope, and all these other adjectives that I could throw out to describe swagger and the implementation of that. I mean, you know the term that people use? I don't know if it's still relevant, but like, what are those, right? Yeah. Uh, that was like in New York, like when we were five years old, we were getting bullied. We didn't have the right gear on. So, yeah, I mean. Absolutely. That begs the question, hey, I'm Muslim. Is it okay to, to look fly, to have swagger? And the answer to that is yes. I think it's, I think it's okay, right? Like we weren't put on this planet to not have nice things and not work hard for things. Even Islamically, if you think about zakat, right? Zakat is not something that's burdensome to everyone, right? It's literally one forty-fourth of your wealth. So for every $100 you make, 250 of it should go to some sort of charity, right? Zakat-eligible charity. And this episode's not about zakat. I'm not going to get into like what constitutes zakat, how it's calculated. I'm just giving you a very basic, 50,000 foot view of what zakat is. 250 goes to charity. Everything else, yeah. I mean, with me, like, one of the reasons I think we discussed about bringing this episode to the listeners is particularly for me, and I know a lot of other New Yorkers at the time, and now, you know, as I get older and speak to people in London, people in the U.S., that in their late teens or early 20s, they kind of, like, moved away from the dean. And, And honestly, I'm not saying this is the specific reason but when you look at the masjids today you see that the masjids are usually people 35 and up and anywhere in like their adolescence age up to 14 15 and you see that right. age gap and i'm not particularly saying the swagger specific is the reason but i know for myself one of the reasons was when you think of religion when you think of the masjid and you you think of them wearing clothes from like 1400 years ago wearing thobes and stuff like irrelevant outdated to today and in your school and your peers and on television and media it's promoting a certain way like to be cool that you didn't think of the masjid as being cool you didn't think of it as the people in the masjid having swagger i know that in certain areas in certain cities certain towns that probably you know different it's not accurate what i'm saying but in general that's what i seen in the 90s and everything was about being cool, right? As a guy, that's what we want to be is be cool. We're, we're, the, we're the hottest, latest Jays or polos always like forever, right? Or, you know, right. so forth. So 
I think that that's what particularly one of the things that affected me in New York in the in the early 90s. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think growing up in New York and probably growing up in other places, having cool items and when you're in school, cool items are usually clothes sort of helps you navigate through through that period, right? It buys you cool points. It buys you... Yeah, it buys you props. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It gets you attention. It gets right. you noticed. And I know earlier you mentioned, yo, it's okay to have swagger and, and all that stuff, right? And be Muslim and everything. But I, I think that at the end of the day in Islam, a lot of what you read and what you understand is that Allah is looking at your hearts for what's your intention. And three things that I think of is ego, boastfulness, and showing off that I'm particularly committed to crime in the 90s, right? You start wearing the clothes and you start shining and you start right. looking good and then you start thinking, yo, you know, I'm dressed better than half of these dudes or start feeling too good about yourself. Like at the end of the day, that wealth comes from Allah and pretty much you shouldn't, uh, use, it, you shouldn't use it, right? To hurt other people's feelings. At times that, that's what happens, especially when you're in your teen as a teenager, like you have no empathy at that time. You're like wearing sneakers. The other dude could have like ripped shoes and you don't care. You're just going mm-hmm. hard on them. Yeah. I think clothes and things and material items shouldn't define you. It's great to want to have them and you should want to have them and you should be motivated to get them if that's your thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But oftentimes we find ourselves in our communities. Yo, this dude has the biggest house. Oh, so he he must be the best person. And I guess my point is, what I'm trying to say is that having the house shouldn't define you. Having the house shouldn't be like, yo, that dude has a great house. That must mean he's a great guy, right? Those two things are not mutually exclusive. So it could be like, yo, Allah's blessed him. He is a great guy and he has a nice house, right? But does it define him? No. What should define us is to put it very simplistically, is, you know, how we treat other people, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's, it really comes down to exactly what you said. I mean, it's our character, right? At the end of the day, we start putting more value towards a Louis Vuitton sunglasses or some Gucci shoes or that Lexus Benz than we do to ourselves. We want to be noticed as that female or male that has on these nice things. And, hey, that's the person who's going to wear something hot today or, you know, when we see them at the party next week. But if that's what you're noticed for, then, you know, I've done it in the past myself. It's kind of sad. Like people don't know you for something else, who you really are, some good qualities about your character. You know would what I'm saying? Like to, would you like to share your stories yeah. uh, in the past? Like what I, happened? I got, I got a funny story. I mean, yeah. I was in sixth grade elementary school, you know, went from kindergarten to sixth grade. And I was, some of the kids started wearing like a little bit of polo, hill figure nautica. And, you know, we were a bit broke or whatever at the time. So my mom finally got me that polo shirt. You know, so I was, I wanted to wear it three days in a row. You know what I'm saying? So I remember bringing it to school and by first period or second period or whatever in school, early on in the day, people were like, oh, that's a hot polo shirt, Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren, this is like the beginning of when Ralph Lauren was getting big. Yeah. And, and by lunchtime, by midday, one o'clock, two o'clock, someone's looking at the shirts. It's like a big deal in New York polo. Right, and right, I, right. Someone was looking at my shirt and said, yo, bro, the horse got three legs. And I was like, damn. And then it went around. It, w- it spread around like as if it was like social media today. Like it went viral in the school. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And they was going hard. Bullying back then is different than it is today. Like 
but I was getting bullied hardcore for it. And I went back to my mom like, yo, I can't wear this. And then they got me a Chaps shirt at some point, right? I might be jumping the story, but I wore a Chaps shirt at some point. And then the kids were like, in New York, they're, they're rough, bro. They're like, yo, that's cool. But Chaps, for the listeners, is also Ralph Lauren, but it's like a lower level under polo. So the kids it's were, just different, right? It's just different in general, right? Just, I don't even know if they make Chaps anymore. but yeah. I, So I wore it to school, and they were like, bro, Chap stands for can't have a polo shirt. I was like, damn, that's that's my second L. You know what I'm saying? Took that. I think I burned that shirt, bro. I found a lighter and I burned it. And that's it. Eventually, we got to the Reading outlets in Pennsylvania. Shout out Reading, Pennsylvania. And we went hard on on polo, Ralph Lauren mainly, but also Hilfiger Nordic at the time. And from then on, I want to say from 92 to 2000, I really made it something that defined me. That event, getting bullied that week for the three-legged horse, I'll be honest, you know, I don't want to use trauma as a, as a word to define it because people have real trauma, but it really affected me. And I literally made the next six to eight years of my life as being the best dressed. And that meant, you know, Dolce, Gabbana, Moschino, Versace, even wearing silk shirts, which was haram, Versace silks and stuff, which I got rid of shortly after. But I went to the extreme of wearing expensive, extravagant name brand clothing, right? To, to get that. And, and, I, and I got identified as that. And that became who I was. But People didn't know the real me. Right. And I learned that later on. Yeah, no, that, that's crazy. Like, so basically for a good period of time, you just probably said, yo, like, I'm going to get the nicest things by any means necessary. Pretty much like you pretty much were like, I'm going to work hard and just like spend all my money on, on these clothes. Yeah. You know, when in life, when someone gets you really angry or beats you in a game of whatever, you're like, yo, I'm going to do whatever to win at this game. And I took it literally on a six to eight year journey of proving myself. And in that category, I might have, but I lost in that process too. Right? I lost myself in that process. It's like in that Jordan documentary, the funny meme, where they have Jordan saying that. And from that point on, it became personal. <laughs> it was. It, <laughs> I mean, when you're getting bullied, it is kind of personal. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And just a quick reference back in the time of the Prophet you know, I heard, and listeners can give us feedback, but I know that if you had a reddish camel that showed wealth, like kind of like the Ferrari today, so right. people did have that wealth. People were wealthy, you know, throughout time and people did have it. But the whole thing comes to, are you going to like, you know, be extravagant about it, show off about it? And I th- I'm sure between the both of us, especially in New York, you meet some funny characters along the way who's like, hey, you want to see my belt? It got the H on it for Hermes. And they go out of they go out of their way to kind of show like this is who I am. I'm the guy wearing this and wearing that. You're just like at this age, at the age that me and you are, we're just like, bro, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I just want to know if you're a cool dude. I don't care what you drive. I don't care how big your house is. And you know, I guess that comes with age, though, bro. Like when you're young, you're not thinking that far ahead. You're not thinking that yeah. getting all this stuff is hard. Yeah, you're definitely not thinking long term in your late teens or early 20s. But, I mean, if I see cool Gucci shoes or whatever, like a sick hat or whatever, kicks, Jordans or whatever, I'll recognize it. Don't get me wrong. But, like, yo, those are sick. But that's it. Like, it's not going to turn into, now I got to go Google Jordans for the next eight hours and see how much this one costs and try to get the same thing. Like, I don't care about it that much. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't define anything. It's just an extra piece of garment or, or you know, an extra ex- external factor, you know, for an occasion is what it looks like, to, what it sounds like to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Recently, 
actually about two weeks ago for the very first time, I got myself a nice car, right? I've never had like a luxury vehicle before. I'm 38 years old. You know, I'm finally at a point in my life. And, you know, I've been saying that for like the past like five or six years. It's like, man, I really want a nice car at some point. And finally, you know, I was able to, alhamdulillah, put me in a place this year where I can, where I can make a move like this and not feel so bad about it. Like, man, am I, am I going above my means, right? So I copped an Audi Q5. Alhamdulillah, it's, it's a nice car. But I'll be honest with you, after driving it for like a few days, don't get me wrong, I still have a great time when I drive, drive the car. And it's very different than my old Honda Accord, which was, you know, 10 plus years old, starting to get beat up a little bit. It's a smooth ride, though. That yeah. yeah, yeah. It's definitely a smooth ride. But like, and then people ask me, hey, so how, how is it? And, you know, I, I just give the example like, hey, yeah, that's pretty good. I like it. And everyone, people ask me like, well, you don't seem that enthused about it, right? I'm like, don't get me wrong. I am. I'm, I'm happy I have this car. But also like these kind of things are fleeting. They only make you happy for a very short period of time. Retail therapy, it exists, but is it sustainable? Does it keep you happy for a long time? That's a good point. And it, it also, especially when I was speaking about my story in the 90s, but so many people can relate. You said retail therapy could become an addiction, right? And that's when it could become really scary. And like you said, time is fleeting. So when we were young and we got that video game, you know, that first Mario Brothers or whatever, we thought like we'd be happy till the day we die. And then you realize, you know, six, three, four months later, like you really need Mario Brothers Part 2 to be happy. Right. And, and happiness is just a moment in time. And it's fleeting. And we're not looking to be happy. I think in Islam, what we're taught is we want to be really in a state of peace and be content with what we have, be grateful for what we have. And that's where we want to get. And speaking to that, right, when you, when you were talking about early on in the episode about, yeah, you could have nice things, but, you know, we, we kind of speak under being, mod, you know, having it under moderation, like being moderate about it. Because, like, Tan, what's your thoughts about people who run up their credit card bill, 20, 30, 40,000, just to be fly, you know, just to have swagger? What's your thoughts on that? Aside from the fact that you're getting into RIBA, which is not even the topic today, or that's all, like, that's another topic for another day. But putting yourself in debt to get all these nice things to, is not smart. And when you're young, you're always thinking like, yo, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to cover this. So that where that $1,000 debt now, three years later, you're staring at it like as $2,500 or $3,000 because it's compounded over time. And you're like, wow, this was totally not worth it. And I'm still paying this off. I mean, you really start identifying yourself, I guess, if you're putting yourself in debt in order to live this lifestyle, right? And the interesting thing about it is that you're going around wearing such and such a brand when in fact you're putting yourself under this circumstance, this hardship, this monthly payment causing anxiety and stress while you're telling kind of like a lie to the people around you. And I don't think there's no point. I think at the end of the day, like when we were growing up, we watched TV. There was a good message, at least when we were younger, and it was be you, be yourself. Like you don't have to do all of that, fall into debt and have all this anxiety and stress just to please other people. 
those people don't really care about you, to be honest with you, that much that you need to please them. I, th- I think at the end of the day, try to make yourself as happy as you can be, as content as you can be, and really please your Lord. And then automatically the people around you will be pleased. This game of chasing, you know, the, trying to please other people, you'll never be able to please everyone. So, and speaking about clothing and, and cars particularly, they're usually nine out of 10 are, de- are depre- depreciating which means you're losing your money. So the, you're, while you're making a payment two, three years later on a credit card for, for a garment, piece of garment, I mean, that, that thing lost value. You might not even be able to sell it in the real world. And, you, and the one thing we know about swagger is that swagger changes. That thing might not even be relevant anymore. So right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you, you brought up a good point. Sometimes, and ourselves included, right, we do things in order to get noticed. Yeah, having a nice car, someone's going to be like, one time they might be like, yo, that's a dope car. But they're not going to call you up every day and be like, yo, Zod, yo, you're still the man. You have, you still, you, you still have that Lamborghini? Yo, you're the man. I love you. Bye, right? No one's doing that every day. And people got their own problems. And honestly, if it's a Lamborghini, then that's another topic of it could cause hate and jealousy. And why would you want negative emotions around you? I'm not saying not to have a Lamborghini, but in your early 20s and your late eight, your late teens, there's better things you could do with your money. In my opinion, it's just my opinion for the long haul, you know, playing the long-term game. And this comes from someone who drove a really nice car around the age of 20 years old, did exactly all the wrong things. So I'm saying, I'm speaking from, from my experience. You're, really. you're, you're telling the audience what not to do. What not to do because I, I made those mistakes and indulged in the wrong things. The long term, I mean, it didn't work out. I, honestly, I could have owned a few houses at this point and it would have played out a lot better. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I have, a, I have this clothes stored up right now in the garage. They don't do, just like, I'm too old to wear some of this, right? It's just there giving me memories is like a picture, a picture in time, if it, it, all it is now. But when you purchase it, it's a lot more expensive than, than you think. Yeah, it's just, it's just reminding us how skinny we used to be, right? <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> that, yeah, maybe that's why I have yeah, 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 yeah. a lot skinnier back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to fit into this again. Yeah, I'm going to go hard at the gym. I'm going to fit into this. But yeah, it's so what, what do we tell the young people? What do we tell... How do we combat this with our kids? What, what can I we mean, do, Zod? Yeah, I think, I guess my advice is, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like there's a certain level of clothes you might be expected to wear. Speaking just to clothing for the younger audience, a certain level of clothing. I mean, you wear it in moderation, right? I think it's fine to be cool, have nice kicks. I mean, don't go out of your way to maybe put your parents in difficulty, which I've done in the past. Another mistake, don't go out of your way to do it. It doesn't matter. Like, especially when you're in 15, 16, 17 in high school, before you know it, time goes fast and you're out of there. You're never even going to see these people again. It's just not worth it chasing that. But find stuff, in my opinion, find stuff that is really cool to wear based on the style that's out and that isn't hefty on the price tag. You could go shop at places with that type of fashion. There's no reason to wear things that are out of your means. If you're older and you have a credit card, don't go crazy into debt. I mean, if it's one item and you could, you know, catch it in the next paycheck, that's fine. But just be moderate about it and be grateful for what you have, not what you don't have. I know a lot of times you see you have a friend around you, an acquaintance, someone that in your class, school, at the hookah spot that just wears the freshest things. Number one, you don't know what they're really going through in life. And number two, be grateful for what you have. I mean, there's always someone that's going to have something better than you, look better than you 
be more healthier than you, have more money than you. That's always going to be the case. It's one of the tests that we deal with. So be moderate. Don't go out of control and just be you. Find out who you are inside before you jump to these external factors that's going to define you. Yeah, that chase will never end, bro. It'll never end. I mean, at the end of the day, your soul is what's priceless. So try to find out who you are. Spend your money, if anything, trying to find out who you are. And you could do that through therapy. You could, there's, I'm sure there's some online classes and stuff like that that try to understand what type of personality type you have. It's, a lot of that is actually free. So I would focus on some of that before you indulge and get kind of off track and lose your place. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, this concludes yeah. episode seven. We're about to hit our eight episode mark next week. Messages at info at deanfellas.com for topics, for comments, anything that you guys want to talk about. We're here. Yeah, we're here to take your messages. We appreciate any feedback you can give us. And yeah, look out for next week, episode eight. We're still continuing on this grind. And on that note, Asalaamu Alaikum. May peace and blessings be upon you all. Alaikum Asalaamu